Hi, I'm Amy Lee. And I'm Kat. And welcome to the Not Watching Movies podcast, formerly known as Irreverent Reviews. So Kat, what movie did we not watch today? Okay, today we did not watch, and I'm really glad about this, The Human Centipede. <laughs> oh, the 2009 horror classic. <laughs> uh, First sequence. <laughs> Which means I think that they knew that they were going to make sequels. Um, and so while we officially did not watch this today, I think I'm just going to actually not watch the yeah. sequels. Yeah. Um, because not watching this today was more than enough not watching of the human centipede for me. I think I'm scarred for life. Yeah, so what did you what did you know about this movie before we didn't watch it? So I knew pretty much what was on the poster. <laughs> uh, I mean, I really did and, not... And the IMDb trivia, apparently. Yeah, there's really... Basically, all I knew was that uh, someone was going to get sewn um, anus to mouth, and that's about it. What did you know? Pretty much that, and that's currently what I already know now, having extensively researched on IMDb, that that's what happens, and, and that seems to be pretty much it. How they managed to make it into an entire series of movies, I just, I just don't know. <laughs> right, so this is what it says on the IMDb for the uh, one of their sort of blurbs. This is what happened. So, two pretty but ditzy American girls on a road trip through Europe. Obviously, they're going to be ditzy. Of course. Um, because I think they're the only female characters in the film. And so... We're gonna... We're just, we'll get to we'll, that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. We'll get to that. And in Germany, they end up alone. In Germany, of course. One of the most sinister European countries. They end up alone at night with a broken car in the woods. Ooh. They search for help and find an isolated villa. It's like one of that thing in Scream. Like, don't run upstairs! Don't go yeah. into the isolated villa! I mean, this is so far the lamest of movie plots i mean it is it is such a trope to have a car breaking down in the woods and there's two ditzy american girls probably in tiny t-shirts and short shorts yeah i thought this was like i didn't realize this was going to be the plot to dracula (laughs) (laughs) oh if only if only (laughs) okay so the next day they awaken to find themselves trapped at a terrifying makeshift basement hospital it's like like, did he trunk them before he moved them like Wait, this isn't where I went to sleep. Uh, so an older... Oh, along with a Japanese man. Is he also ditzy wearing short shorts? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Because um, I assume that this film is also going to be a feminist manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that they're going to at least treat all the characters equally. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, so an older German man identifies himself as a retired surgeon specialised in separating Siamese twins. And it's, again, it's a trope, isn't it? It's, it's like, so you're scheming Machiavellians are British. Your sort of uh, plutonium sort of nuclear physicists are always Russian and your crazy, you know, scientific biological experiment crazos are German in some sort of Mengele kind of Well, I mean, like... that, that, that was at least done on purpose because they definitely... Um, named him, I think the character's name is Joseph Heider, and the Joseph was after a doctor who did... Joseph Mengele, he was one of the Nazi surgeons at Auschwitz, yeah, at Auschwitz who did... Yeah. Um, but, uh, interesting, because he did uh, medical experiments on twins. So there's your little mm. thing. And the name's like some sort of allusion to other Nazi um, scientists. Yeah, so that was um, definitely on purpose. It would, it would have been much cooler if they'd done like some, you know... But if we're professionally talk- frustrated plastic surgeon from Florida who's <laughs> done like doing lip implants on like soccer moms and was like, what I really want to do is sew people together. <laughs> what is this? CSI? Uh, um, sure. Sure. <laughs> What's his face? Horatio yeah. comes out with his sunglasses. <laughs> like, do, 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 do. Uh, okay. Um, yes. 
So he specialises in separating Siamese twins, so getting back to the point here. Uh, his three patients, either the air quest said patients, are not about to be separated, but joined together in a horrific operation. He plans to be the first person to connect people via their gastric systems. By doing so, he plans to bring to life his sick lifetime fantasy, the human centipede. What kind of sick, like, childhood trauma would this person need to have been through that this is his dream, this yeah. is his fantasy? And what a crazy fantasy. I mean, I fantasize about getting ice cream later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I feel like I'm probably not even going to do that. Like my um, fantasy so is... So really, actually, there's, there's some admirable drive there. Um, but, I mean... Yeah, but like, my dream to meet a Robert Downey Jr. and wear the Iron Man suit, like, is just not aspiring high <laughs> enough. Is that what you're trying to say? I think so. And also, <laughs> let's just talk for a second about the fact that this guy has missed his calling as a motivational speaker. Because talk about, like, a Boy Scout being always prepared. I mean, these people have just wandered along because their car broke down. And yet he's he saw prepared. The <laughs> he saw he's the opportunity. prepared for all this surgery. Presumably he has, I, I mean... Actually, there's probably not any anesthetic, but presumably he has, like, all the other tools to Oh, no, make... obviously there's anesthetic, because he has to have, like... Tr- I mean, unless those girls are super, super heavy sleepers, he must have tried them in some way to get them into his weird makeshift basement <laughs> hospital without them noticing in their sleep. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, like, okay, if that's the thing, like, how long has that poor Japanese guy been there? Oh, yeah. Like, three years. It's like, I've been waiting for someone to come. He's probably going half mad. So I think that... Uh... We should start off by acknowledging okay. that this film has been reviewed before us by many people. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm most fascinated by Roger Ebert's review because he refused, well, he refused to give it stars. He refused to give it his traditional rating. Um, and I think <laughs> he didn't give it out of a rating out of seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that today. Um, <laughs> uh, it is what it is and occupies a world where the stars don't shine. <laughs> Which I thought was a great review and probably tells you everything you need to know about it. Just don't watch it, basically. Um, which is what we did. Yeah. But it, it actually, like, I mean, Saw was something I steadfastly, like, okay, for the for the listeners, I, re- I don't watch horror movies. I won't watch them. Yeah, no, neither do I. I don't enjoy them. I like psychological thrillers and stuff, but, like, I don't enjoy Torture being porn. grossed out. Yeah. yeah. It's basically a snuff film, isn't it? And so I wouldn't watch any of the Saw movies. But like, okay, so people get in a room and they have to kind of find their way out and it's some sick, twisted game. These people get sewn up a- mouth to anus. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, seriously? That's messed up. Okay, I want to talk really briefly here about um, the fact that they were kept in a cage, which was a real dog cage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever done like a three-legged race, but it is very, very difficult to move in unison with people. I don't know why they needed to be kept in a cage. Where the fuck did he think they were going to go? Um, I mean, it's pretty easy to to restrict the movements of people, I think, tied. Uh, I mean, not through experience or anything. But... Yeah. Um, and I think that like, if, if we get like the whole premise behind this movie because you think about it and you're like this is fucked and like loads of the actors in the actual like auditions like walked out when they actually found out what it was and I'm not surprised because like so you're gonna spend the entire movie with your mouth stitched like attached to somebody's backside but, like, well, and they all had to um all the actors had to get like full body massages at the end of every day of shooting because it was really physically demanding yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and actually what they did do is they showed everyone as they came into the audition a yeah. sketch of the human centipede yeah, yeah, yeah. so they're at least above board on that it wasn't like oh we'd like to offer you this this role 
where you're going to have your mouth sewn to someone's anus. I mean, first of all, there's got to be almost no reading of lines for that. Yeah. <laughs> because which, you're not going to be speaking. Which, which I want to get to. But let's, we're going to okay, get to so the later. Let's, let's but, talk but, about the plot of this film. Oh, wait, um, before we do that, just the, the premise of why, like I say, it's a fucked up, completely insane premise of a movie. Oh, yeah. And why, wh- where, where did this, Insane idea come from, Amy. Oh, this idea came from uh, a joke between Tom Six, the director, and some of his friends about um, how to punish sex offenders, which was to sew their mouths to the asses of the fattest truckers. And I have an objection to that. <laughs> Me too. Because these poor truckers have done nothing wrong. They work long hauls. They have, they, you know, they tend to work in underappreciated, Do you know what Howard is like shifts. to eat a balanced diet while constantly on the move? Like, there's no five a day in, like, truck stops. No. Like... And so this idea that some trucker wants a sex offender <laughs> sewn to his bottom. Okay, first of all, I wouldn't want anyone so to my bottom. <laughs> Never mind a sex offender. Yeah, I mean, no, neither would I. Um. <laughs> I mean, there needs to be some sort of, like, serious incentive. But yeah, I, I just don't think there's any incentive enough. So I think the premise of that is, you know, fundamentally flawed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Maybe not. Uh, it's a very different kind of face hugging. <laughs> <laughs> not the good kind. Not the good kind. Not that the other kind was the good kind either. Uh, okay, so what happens? So I'm we... sensing our movies have a theme. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, how funny! So the so the the girls show up at this place where there's already a Japanese man, yeah. presumably, yeah. who's been kidnapped. Yeah. Um. This guy decides to tell them over dinner, maybe that he specialized in conjoined twins. They're all like, "Hey, oh, this creepy all like... German German man, we'll absolutely spend the night in your chateau or whatever it is, villa, villa." And oh, but no, but it's an abandoned villa. I imagine it's gonna be all like, "It's an abandoned." Okay, that doesn't make any sense. If there's someone living there, it is not abandoned. Well, it, it, all, all I know is what IMDb tells me. Well, it just, said it that was that abandoned. Make any sense. It's like the whole idea of like arriving on on a desert island and and then there's like the natives you're like well then it's not a desert island assholes i mean i, I guess <laughs> people des- live there <laughs> there's a difference between desert and deserted you know that <laughs> desert could be like describing the terrain not where the people actually live there <laughs> okay um Fair point. <laughs> okay, all I know is what IMDb tells me that it's abandoned. I imagine you're like you know, and there's all these weird, creepy pictures of of Chinese twins. That the actress, the actress, the actor guy. What's his name? He plays the the. the... I didn't know that it was the director, Tom Six, who painted. Oh, them. okay. He painted them all. Um, oh, okay. I just thought it was one of those other creepy things that the German guy came up no. with to okay, make so it even first more of all, creepy. They found the bloody creepiest actor of all time. I can imagine because. He he stayed in character throughout the whole shooting, avoiding like spending any time with the other actors. When like, when 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 he left his trailer, they find all like you know like pot animals like <laughs> stitched together. I don't know. Um, it was apparently it was his idea to smell the pus and lick the blood on the stairs. Uh, that was ad libbed in his his beautiful. Okay, thing. I don't know what context that was done in, but like he supplied oh! most of his oh. own wardrobe. <laughs> I kind of want to like Google it now to see what and he And apparently wears. the other thing he came up with was his character eating fruit from a can. <laughs> I'm not really sure why that's relevant and why it matters. I can only assume that uh, Dieter Laser or however you pronounce that, it, like is the one who wrote most of the trivia. Unless, yeah. <laughs> unless being unless, like, hey, I that scene where I'm eating fruit from a can. Unless that's it's all like me, baby. he, he sewed them together and they're all like freaking out in their dog cage and he's like sat 
on the desk and he's like maybe if i'm like eating fruit from a can it shows how at home i am and it's like super sinister environment okay so let's assume or maybe maybe that's what he has at dinner with them the night before when he's talking about conjoined twins and <laughs> a can just, of fruit just eat a can of fruit okay so they wake up i'm assuming let's assume that the first 15 20 minutes of that sequence is close-ups of medical instruments and them being sewn together and the close-up terror shots and all the rest of it and then boom you've got this human centipede yeah um well in, like, a, in a real dog cage con- considering considering that the description of, of the movie is about they're sewn together and the trivia is all about them being sewn together there was no indication of any other plot other than being sewn together apart from the fact that the guy dies at the end like but like what like something has to happen. This is not a twenty-five minute TV movie or an episode okay. of like the Twilight Zone. Like something has to happen. I will admit I cheated slightly and looked at the character <gasps> list. I looked at the character what? list. What? Because that's not the rules. Because they said that the death count for the film in the trivia, they're like death count six, and I'm like, well, how many characters are there? I got four so um, far. So there are two extra characters because okay. I was because that was the, my point. I was like, well, there's only four characters. There there are a couple of other characters that are like credited as like truck driver or whatever. Do um, you think? Do you think that? Um, so obviously, right. So the the girls. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna tell you what I think happens in a minute. But do you want me to tell you what the other two characters are? Just give me. Let, let me speculate and then they die speculate too. and then you can tell me. So what I think maybe happens is that obviously the girls have abandoned their broken car. Somebody finds their car. And goes looking for them. So and you're gonna go no. I, I don't know. For okay. Sure. So that who are these good. other guys? Who are these um, other people? I think they're two detectives. Mm. So I reckon they find the car. So do they find the car, or maybe, maybe the they are people investigating the war crimes of this Nazi criminal. Uh, well, depends. Yeah, it's pretty lame. I'm but, say, I mean, gonna, either way, it's kind of lame. I was going to say, like, it depends on when it's set, because if it was going to be a Nazi criminal, he'd need to be, like, a hundred. That's true. I mean, I think this film is known for its realism. <laughs> it's a documentary in real time. <laughs> Obviously. Like all films. <laughs> all films. All right. Oh, by I the think... way, I, I have been remiss in sharing my favorite bit of trivia. Okay. Um, which does require me to do a brief oh, shout yes. out to my friend Charlie Lawton. Um who was manager of the Toronto Underground Cinema, um, screened this film in Toronto. And that's because the second piece of trivia on IMDb is in reference to that, uh, where they had a centipede deal, where if you bought two tickets, your third was free. Um, and that would have been definitely Charlie's brainchild, because he was managing it at the time. The cinema's since gone, which is Aww. tragic. It was phenomenal. Um, but uh, it's okay. Charlie still makes films, and they're great. So. Oh, see, I read that. And, like, props to your mate Charlie, because I read that and went, oh, what kind of fucked up person came up with that idea? <laughs> like, I loved it. I was like, that's brilliant and sick. And I love it. Um, yeah, cool. Well done, Charlie. Yeah, okay, so okay. back to our plot. Uh, right, okay, I'm going to tell you what I think happens. I mean, all our talk about, like, you know, it being, like, really predictable and tropey, like, I actually think that this is really a love story masquerading as a disgusting horror story. Because, okay. right, okay, because... How is this a love story? All right. Um, oh, God, I'm going to completely butcher this name. Akihiro Kitamura is either the actor or the character, the Japanese guy. He's the actor. Okay, the actor. So he... Um, trivia? He wrote his own monologue before he committed suicide. Spoilers, he commits suicide. Well, Not I mean, me. I think we've already established that 
they there all are, die. There are more characters who die than there are main <laughs> characters in this film. Um, um, uh, hello, have you not seen anything that Sylvester Stallone is in? I mean, like, there are like, what is it, like, Rambo, there's like, the death count in the first 90 seconds is like also, 56. Also, spoiler alert, Joseph Hyder dies as well. Mm. Because, apparently, this is the only human centipede film where the main villain dies. Oh, well, you just ruined the rest of the series for me. Now I don't need to watch the rest. Oh, no. Right, so, okay, so Akihiro Kitamara uh, does a monologue before he commits suicide, right? And I think, like, it's a decla- his, his thing is a declaration of love, because basically in their confinement, he's fallen in love with one of the Dipsy Americans. And, um, you know, like, his whole thing is like, you know, in a different time, in a different place, like, if you hadn't had your mouth stitched to my anus, I feel like we really could have had something. I feel and like he- there's also going to be a bit in there about kind of romancing what's happened to them and being like, you have become to me like a shadow, always present. <laughs> <laughs> Eating my shit. <laughs> well, like, but like this point, like, I mean, talking about like the the whole ho- one of the things that whole horror genre is just so predictable, and I think that like so many things with like the the sort of the shock horror stuff, like so it's about trying to make things that people are not like the storylines that aren't predictable, and I get, and this is why they've got weirder and weirder. But like we said, like there's so many tropes in here that are so like See, I ridiculous. The storylines are super predictable. It's just mm. the crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the, the, the premise. The premise. The, the yeah, premise the gimmick. slash gimmick has changed and gotten yeah. weirder yeah, and yeah, weirder. Yeah, yeah. But that's why things just get fucked like, up. This is not. This is not stepping away from the genre yeah. at all. Their car breaks down in the woods and they go to a villa where an insane person is there. Insane German scientist. Yeah. And then this, this going to be... <laughs> European. Yeah, I mean... I mean, it gets a whole new uh, new sort of... I mean, this was clearly made for an American audience yeah. because, I mean, these are the tropes that yeah. still really widely exist So we've got us. So we've got two ditzy blondes and a Japanese guy and who who gets to keep their off to speak? Oh, of course, the guy! Well, yeah, clearly, because I mean, it would be terrible if the women actually had real speaking parts in this. Um, so yeah! So I think, I think it's a love story. That's it. <laughs> That's a pretty good reading. Okay, so I think we're at the point where we get to give our final reviews on this, so... Oh no, we have to, so what happens to the Doctor? Oh, right, so I'm gonna assume that the human centipede tries to mate with it a la praying mantis <laughs> nice. mates with it and then and cuts, rips his head rips, off yeah yeah well i'm okay so i'm going with something different so i'm reminding this we lived in the woods you know he's old um well, he's a oh, hundred because he's not obviously, obviously obviously he's a hundred year old that's your criminal um so he has one of those like old-fashioned like cesspits in his garden Nazis, and what i hate those guys <laughs> Nazi cesspit that's a cesspit it's a Nazi cesspit and what I really, really want for him, I just think, you know, like, hubris and, like, you know, just as it's a nice, you know, narrative, like, cyclical thing. I want him to drown in his own shit in his cesspit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's That's do it. That's what I want to happen. That's what I want to happen. Is it before or after he's been mated by, mounted and mated with, uh... Mounted, mated, pushed in cesspit. Help me! Help me! And then they, the centipede just watches it's him gonna drown. It's going to be, like, the end of Con Air where the villain, like falls from um anyways i digress but that film has lots of death scenes from the same character um this is why i don't watch horror movies because it makes me dark i just in, in my head this guy got mated with by a human centipede <laughs> and then drowned in his own shit in his garden yeah yeah I, I don't watch horror films a because for all my toughness i scare really easily uh it takes very little to have me petrified and 
also, uh, I just don't find them all that entertaining. I, a, no. I don't enjoy the sensation no, of being scared or grossed out. You know, I feel like this is, like, practically a continuation of, like, two girls, one cup type of... I did not watch it. I don't want to know. I don't... That... No. No. Okay. So, let's rate the movie. Let's rate the movie. Okay, what are you going to rate it out of? Um, I'm, I'm going to rate it out of one. <laughs> okay. And what does it get? Um, minus three. <laughs> minus three out of one. Excellent. Uh, uh, I'm going to give it a rating of three bananas out of four potatoes. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. It's, it was obviously awful. Um, and if it had actually done all the gross stuff, actually I'll get to that when I say whether or not I'll recommend it, but, um, will you recommend this film? No, I did. I think, I think, I think no one should watch it. I think it should never have been made in the first place. Like, just because you can does not mean you should. I mean, this is disgusting. It gives nothing. It gives nothing to us. It gives nothing. It's pointless. It's stupid. And I hate it. Excellent. So it's an abomination. The entire series is an abomination. Aw. Okay. So I would also not recommend it. And I'm going to say that if they had done this in an actually innovative and, you know, they tried to do something really different. Mouth to anus. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> but but if they had followed through and made it a genuinely creepy film and they had stepped away from the tropes of like the German crazy scientist and the uh, Ditsy Americans and the Japanese tourists yeah I mean it's just everything about this is tropey and if they had done something different and not just been like let's see how gross we can be I mean this plot really feels to me like what you know, two 12-year-old boys on a camping trip trying to, like, raise the ante for being, like, what is the grossest thing I can say? What is, mm. like, the... Cre- like, just over the top, you know? Mm. And then there was a hook on the car door. Bum, and bum, then bum. it turned out he'd sewn them together. <laughs> Mouth to <The> anus. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So if it had been anything less than that, uh, if it if it had actually, I might have recommended it if they'd actually done something interesting. Not to everyone, but I could have seen that being in, like an interesting perspective. But as it is, I think they just made the tropiest, shittiest horror film they could, and they just used a gimmick that was going to yeah. make headlines. Well, it's like it's like since we didn't watch Alien, I still haven't watched it. But like, I mean, but I bit, want to watch. There's it. bits in that that I kind of go, oh, that's gonna be gross. That's gonna be scary. But at the same time, like, there's there's a storyline there, and there's 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 characters oh, yeah. there, and, and there's things where I want to watch it because I'm sick and tired of every person I meet going, "You haven't watched Alien," um, but this this there's there's nothing else to it. It's just the sick factor, and that's it. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um. All right. So, have you done anything or tried anything in the past week uh, that you would like to review? Um, something you've actually done. Yes, I would. Um. So my housemate is a big gamer. Uh, we're well, not a big gamer. He plays games, and I'm also I... a big gamer. Yeah. Um, so I start, I was like, I want to play a game. So I started on a game, which I think which some... Which game? I'm going to say some people listening to this will know what I'm talking about. I know you do. It's called Mass Effect. Oh, and so it's fucking good. amazing. So, so good. Um, I, I may have... That is a good game to get started with. I may have done a nine-hour marathon the other day. Woo! So much that I couldn't sleep after. Like, when I closed my eyes, I could see the little, like, red triangles of, like, enemies. And I'm like, there's enemies everywhere. It's freaking awesome. The yeah, story's great. great. 
The second like, one is definitely my favourite. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I've heard that it's going to be good. But I think for those people out there who don't play games, like, I'm not saying, like, you know, give up your job and become a professional gamer, but, like, you know, there's a game... I am. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not there yet. I've only been playing for, like, three days. Um, there's a game out there for everyone, and find your game, and when you do, it's brilliant. Yeah, and don't allow game snobbery, because if your game happens to be Candy Crush, that's also yes. okay. Whatever brings you pleasure, man. Yeah, whatever, absolutely. Whatever works for you. What about you? I'm actually going to review something uh, that's a little bit more uh, surprising for me. Uh, I went to um, Theater 503 near Battersea Park and saw... Um, a play called Echoes by Neil Smith. Mm. Uh, and uh, it was, that, that's an example of something that did gory really well. Um, mm. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'd recommend it. Um, and so that's my review. And mm. going to see plays in general. I'm going to say theater is great. Yeah. Um, live theater. You can't top it. Uh, and so while I'm not watching films, I am watching theater, <laughs> um, which means I can't really review it. Um, so I think that brings us to the end of our podcast. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Not Watching Movies podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please subscribe on SoundCloud and feel free to rate it. Yeah, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can get us on notwatchingmovies at gmail.com and uh, on Twitter at not underscore watching pod. And they can tune in next time where we will not be watching the sci-fi classic E.T. All right. Bye. Bye.